Well, good morning and welcome. On behalf of the entire Horizon team, we want to celebrate Easter together with you. In fact, Easter has a lot of different perspectives, and today I want to share a very unique one. The idea that Easter presents Jesus as a lion, a lion that prevailed. Wouldn't it be great to have a a friend that was a lion, a lion that loved you and you loved the lion, a lion that would protect you and defend you, a lion that would roar against the circumstances of life, the uncertainties and the unknown. See, Jesus presents a vision of himself to a good friend of his named John. It's in the last book of the Bible. See, John's going through a very challenging time of quarantine and isolation. And God gives him a vision of what Easter accomplished that could help him during a very challenging time in his life. He says, I want to encourage you, I want to give you hope, and I want to give you courage. Here's what it says in Revelation chapter 5. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. And I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or even to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of of David. He has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seals. And I looked and behold in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain. Did you catch it? The main idea is that Jesus is both a lion and a lamb. In fact, what he does as a lion is fascinating because the Bible presents him twofold. He is the lion who defeated death And he's also the lion who created a reservation in heaven for you. Jesus is the lion who defeated death, but also made a reservation in heaven for you. Now, what does it mean that Jesus is the lion of Judah? Well, first we need to understand that John is in quarantine and he is in isolation in a little bitty island off Greece called Patmos. And while he's here at Patmos, one of the things that's occurring is that he has been isolated by the Roman government and he is abandoned. He's away from family. He's away from friends. He's in a world filled with uncertainty and fear. And if you took a picture today or went to that location in Patmos, here's what it looks like. It's literally an island. He's literally isolated and literally quarantined. Have you felt that way? I know I have. This last month, have you felt like an island kind of pushed back and pulled away from everything, all the structures, all the things that kind of made life work? Well, maybe God would want to do to you what he did for John. He appeared to him and he said, I want to encourage you that I am with you while you're on that island. And I want to present to you the type of God, the type of Jesus. You knew him as your friend on earth. I want you to know him now as the lion who prevailed. Look what he says. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, who's prevailed to open the scroll. Now, what does it mean to behold the lion? It's to recognize that God, the God of the universe, came to a world filled with uncertainty and death and disease and betrayal. And while he was here with us in that world, John, behold that Jesus came to earth and he defeated all that betrayal and all that denial. He came against all that hatred. Resurrection defeated death. Forgiveness defeated hatred. And hope defeated despair. 
that's what happened at Easter. And now that you're an old man, I want you to know, from the perspective of heaven, God has taken care of death and he's gonna come back as the final fixer. Last time you saw him as the final forgiver. But it mentions he's from the tribe of Judah. Why does it mention Judah? Well, Jacob, also known as Israel, had 12 sons. And one of those sons' name was Judah. And the Bible made a prediction that the final fixer, the final forgiver, the final lion that would defeat death would come from the tribe or the son of Israel named Judah. And Judah was known as a pretty good leader, but he also made kind of a disaster of some moral decisions in his life. So he couldn't have been the final fixer. Well, one of his descendants, David, the root of David, they thought maybe he'll be the king. He was a man after God's own heart, but he also made a lot of mistakes. And so they kept looking that his great, 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 great grandson, Jesus, from Judah and from David, fulfilling those prophecies, would be the lion that prevailed. And he would live the perfect life that they didn't. In fact, look what it says next. It says, the lion has prevailed, therefore he can open the scroll. Now what does it mean that he's prevailed? It means he had a mortal body that was killed by the Romans, crucified and scourged, but his mortal body put on immortality. Don't we all long for immortality? Isn't that the movies you love and the comic books you love and the movies you go to? It's Superman, it's Thor. I wanna be immortal, I wanna find that fountain of youth. You see, immortality is what the Bible offers. Jesus came back from the dead and gave himself a brand new body, an immortal body, and he offers the same thing to you and I. Mortality puts on immortality. One of the things we're doing as a church during this time, we're trying to call as many people as possible individually, pray for you, talk with you, encourage you during this challenging time. I was talking to a business leader last week and he said, you know, Chad, there's so much conversation going on about our mortality as we face the reality that, that death and disease is all around us. As I've been presenting the Bible in a unique way to my friends and to my colleagues, I've described this idea that the Bible offers immortality. The idea that Jesus had an immortal body that defeated death and you and I can have the same. We can trust that God will do unto us the same thing he did unto Jesus to bring us back from the dead to live with him in heaven. That's what it means to prevail. But it's more just prevailing against death. It also means to prevail in perfection. So you and I couldn't be perfect. That's the thing about perfection. Perfection will crush you at times because you're like, oh, I wish I could do it. I tried hard to do it. I get crushed by perfection. Other times we get driven by perfection. No, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And we wear ourselves out. Other times we envy perfection. And somebody else, somebody else's marriage or somebody else's performance or somebody else's life. But this Lion of Judah did not come to set up a standard that we could be perfect, but to show us that we can't be. And as the Lion of Judah, he didn't come as an example, but to show that we could save ourselves, but rather to show that only he could save us, only he could open that scroll. Think you've ever read the Bible before, pick up Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, these biographies of Jesus. They present Jesus as living a perfect life. He's holy, but he's never arrogant. He's strong, but he's never self-righteous. He's tender at the right times. He's, he's angry at the right times. 
In fact, as you read about Jesus, the thing that strikes you more than anything is he just continually surprises you with what perfection looks like. And the message of the Bible is that this lion who prevailed by living a perfect life offers to give you and I the gift of perfection. It's a gift. And because it's a gift, it doesn't drive us, it doesn't crush us, it humbles us. Wow. God, I don't deserve this. And then it exalts you because the perfection that's given to you because of what Jesus did for you is far better than what you and I can do for ourselves. God credits to our account the lion's perfection and the lion's track record. But he prevails more ways than that. It's not just like when we get to heaven, wow, then we'll be in heaven and then we'll be perfect. Remember, he's talking to John right now. He's saying, John, right now, when you're in quarantine, when you're going through difficulty right now, you can know that I am with you, right? I am the lion that prevailed. I am the lion that overcame. I am with you in the middle of your loneliness. When you think you're alone and no one sees what's going on, heaven is looking down right now at you, John. Maybe God would say the same thing to you. God is looking down on you right now in your challenges, in your circumstances, and saying, I am with you. It's the one promise he gives to almost everyone dealing with fear in the entire Bible. I am with you. Wouldn't it be great to do life with a lion? Right, to know you had a lion that was good, but ferocious, loved you, would protect you on your side? What would life with a lion look like? We've read C.S. Lewis's The Chronicles of Narnia. It's in that book, it presents a lion, a ferocious lion that's Jesus in the book. And he, he gives his life for all mankind. Then he raises himself from the dead as this lion. And then he walks with each one of us through life. Wouldn't it be great to live life with a lion? You got Aslan by your side. Your King Ezekiel going against the walking dead with your pet tiger, right? You're taking on the forces of evil. Or maybe you remember the Lion King. You're Simba. You've lost direction. There's a lot of uncertainty. You're not sure who you are anymore since your father died. And then there's a vision and you see him again, Mufasa. And Mufasa has returned from the grave. And all of a sudden, Simba transforms. He's changed because his resurrected father is with him here and now to give him direction in life. That's what God offers. Life is filled with hyenas. There's no doubt about that. And the last month, we've seen a lot of hyenas laughing at us and cackling at us and inviting us into the shadows of life. But God says, when you face uncertainty, I am the lion who is with you, John, on that island. And when you face uncertainty, when you see those hyenas, you say, Mufasa is with me. And what these stories, what these movies say in fiction, Jesus did in reality. The God of the universe came to dwell among us and to say, I am with you. I have faced the things you're facing and I have overcome. I have prevailed. He is the lion who defeated death. But he's more than that. He's also the lion who made a reservation for heaven, for you and I. He made a reservation in heaven for us. See, behold the lion. Notice he's a lion in this vision. I looked and stood in the midst of the throne room and there stood a lamb. Well, which is it? Suddenly this lion turns into a lamb and that, lion, that lamb stood there as though it had been slain. This lion that prevailed used to be a lamb that looks like it 
was slain, but it overcame it. It prevailed it. It conquered against it. That's what John's saying. Jesus is both the lamb that was crucified and died for you and I, and he's the lion that prevailed for you and I. That's what it means to prevail. And because he prevailed, what happens? He came and took the scroll out of the right hand. What is this scroll that he took out? The book of Revelation describes that this scroll is a deed. It's like the deed to the earth, that all of the earth had been given over to disease, to death, to betrayal, to bad stuff. But because Jesus prevailed against death and evil and disease, it overcame it all, he's able to open the scroll. And by opening the scroll, he's regained or reclaimed the inheritance of the earth. He now owns it. It's now in the will. It now belongs to him. And you and I are in that inheritance. So think of it like like a party invitation. He's saying, because I now own the deed to the earth, I'm inviting you to an incredible party to celebrate how good has overcome evil, how resurrection has overcome death. Now this time of quarantine, you've probably longed to have parties more than ever. You've longed to have family and friends together more than ever. Think of this as a party invitation. Maybe you're saying, hey, I hope we're out of here in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days and and you're already planning a party and you can't wait to celebrate with family and friends. God is the same way. He prevailed against death, but the party is yet to come. And he's sent out an invitation to that party for you. And he's asking you and I to secure our reservation. In fact, John goes on and John presents heaven as a giant party. Later in the book of Revelation, he says, blessed are those who are called, invited to the party, to the marriage supper of the lamb. He describes heaven as a giant gathering, a giant party, a giant wedding, a giant celebration where everyone is invited to celebrate with him in heaven. But see, it's one thing to have your name written on a party invitation on that scroll. It's another thing to believe it and to receive it and to secure your reservation. In fact, just in the middle of this corona crisis, I got a party invitation from my friend Kenny. Kenny, our music director, was going to get married right in the middle of all this a few weeks ago. And they could have canceled the wedding, but they wanted to show that love could prevail even in the midst of challenge. So they had a drive-in wedding. Kenny and Bren got together and here at a place that Kenny performs over on the west side, they had a drive-in wedding and people from our church gathered and friends gathered together. We parked every other spot. We had a drive-in wedding together and it was awesome. They, they declared their vows over the speaker system right up here. In fact, if I zoom in here, you'll see here's, here's Bren and here's Kenny and here on, on television is Drew doing the ceremony. Now, I was actually sitting out in the parking lot and every time they said their vows, we would honk, 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 cheer, 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 celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. Why? Because that's what friends do. You celebrate when there's an accomplishment. You celebrate when love wins over fear. You celebrate when people come together and you celebrate those milestones in their life. Heaven is singing a song in the Bible. Just like you might celebrate or remember a song when you, when you got your MBA, you went back and you listened to a song or, or you, the song you danced with at your wedding or when you walked your, your, your daughter down the aisle. There's a singing and celebration when people secure their reservation and come to the party. That's what heaven is about for you and I. Jesus has sent out a party invitation. He's asking you and I to secure our reservation. 
How do you do that? How do you secure that reservation? How do you know for sure that God is with you now and that he's with you in the future? Well, look at this, this painting again of this, this lion. Wouldn't it be great to know that God is a ferocious but good lion who is with you in your circumstances? That's what Easter's about. It's about trusting the lion of Judah who defeated death. And maybe that's what you need during this time. Maybe that's what you want during this time is to know the type of God who defeated death but also made a reservation in heaven for you. But again, it's one thing to get that party invitation. It's another thing to secure it. And you can secure it real simply by trusting the lion that prevailed and the lamb that was slain. You can do that simply by praying. Saying, God, I invite you into my circumstances. I invite you to walk alongside with me. I want to see what it's like to live life with a lion by my side. Why don't you pray with me this Easter and invite that lion into your heart as well. Let's pray together. Father, thank you this Easter that you prevailed. Thank you that you defeated death. And I receive your party invitation into my heart. I believe that you died on my behalf. And I invite the gift of immortality into me even now. Father, for you are my living hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you want to sing together with us or just listen to our band as we celebrate what it means that the lion was the living hope we long for and needed, he is the lion of Judah.